What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleteX.com. 5.3% body fat, officially, with the calipers and with uh, Jesse doing the measure. All right, maybe, maybe it's not 5.3%, but maybe it's six or seven. I mean, some guys out there say, there's no way Jeff's under 10%. To each their own, whatever your opinion is on what you think I'm at, at least we can agree that I'm probably pretty lean. The fact of the matter is Jesse's actually concerned about me when there's loose papers in the office because he doesn't want me to get a paper cut. He thinks it could be life-threatening. I get it. I'm lean. The question comes in though, a lot of times, is Jeff, how do you do it? How do you get that lean? I want to do the same thing. And before I go off and tell you exactly what I do, because I'm going to break it down category by category, I'm going to try to tell you exactly what that is, I would also want to raise a secondary question to you that maybe you haven't thought about yet, and that is, do you really want to be this lean? Is there a reason for you to want to be this lean? Because you might actually change your answer by the time we get all done with this. All right, so with that being said, what are we going to talk about? I'm going to talk about the way you eat, the style that you train, and maybe even some of the sacrifices you have to make to get here. Because I think that's an important consideration that you're going to have to ask yourself. But let's start in the beginning. And I mean really in the beginning. Like, when did you start to decide that you want to get lean? Because if you start to decide, maybe the first time in your life, in your 30s or 40s or 50s, it's going to be that much more challenging for you to get to the level of leanness we're talking about than if you had started a long time ago. And there's two really important reasons for that. I started training and actually trying to be muscular and lean way back in my teens because I was playing sports. I was never going to be the big giant person, was in the cards for me anyway, really. But I was really supposed to be maximizing my athleticism, being lean and muscular. So that was one of my main goals. And I started to adopt habits early on that allowed me to start getting on that right path. And habits that have now carried through with me for many, many years, 30 years in the making, that now make it almost secondary to what I do. Whereas if you didn't do that, you've accumulated some other habits. A lot of times maybe some not so good habits. And it's really hard to replace your 30-year ingrained not-so-good habits with brand new habits that are required to get to that level of leanness. That's the first thing. The second thing is you're actually giving yourself an advantage hormonally because when you walk around in a body that maximizes lean body mass and minimizes stored body fat, you've created a hormonal environment that is much different than the body, even of, let's say, even the same weight, the body that has an excessive amount of body fat and very low levels of lean body mass. And you're able to accumulate year over year over year over year of the benefits that that hormonal environment provides you and the opportunities it creates to add more mass and, and, and lean muscle to your frame because of that. And that can't be understated. And that's why when the guys start later on in life, it becomes a lot more difficult. Now, it should not discourage you if you're starting later in life from wanting to get lean. You can certainly get to a level of leanness that looks unbelievable that looks fantastic, that's probably even better than you thought you could look at a slightly higher body fat level. And getting to my level isn't even necessary. And that's again something I want to address. The next thing is when we talk about the truth of eating, I think you really need to hear the truth. The truth is it's everything. Eating and how you eat is everything when it comes to how low your body fat levels are. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make a revelation here in a little bit about cardio and conditioning and where that plays and falls into the overall equation. Eating is everything. Now, how do you eat? You've got a lot of options these days, and a lot of them actually revolve around some style of, I would say, dieting, you know, where you need to 
exclude a certain macronutrient or eat a lot less of one or, or manipulate your, your, your calories in a way that is a little bit unnatural. And I'm going to say right off the bat here, regard, without even sort of pinning and pointing my finger at any one in particular way, this better be something that you can do forever. And I say that all the time and it doesn't mean to be understated. I mean, you need to be able to do this forever. This needs to be a lifestyle that you can follow. And for me, I started adopting a lifestyle slowly from those times way back in my teens. From going from eating nothing but crap, sugary junk food all the time to now hardly ever eating that. And the point is, is that it allowed me to adopt an eating style and fine tune an eating style, again, over some time, not drastically, not overnight, that I could actually stick to. So for me, what I did was I had three, cho I had three choices, proteins, carbohydrates, fats. I opted to kind of cut the fats down. And unfortunately, back in my teens, I grew up in the 90s and fat was the enemy. So what I did was I took it to the extreme. I actually got rid of all fat in my diet and I paid the price dearly. I talked about in the past how I actually had photosensitivity, meaning while I was in college, I couldn't actually stand outside and wait for the, the bus to take me to my class because the light was too bright for me to tolerate. I'm talking about normal sunlight. It was too bright for me to tolerate. If I didn't wear sunglasses, I couldn't even open my eyes. I had photosensitivity. I had damage to my receptors and my eyeballs because of how low my fat was. That's not good. The next thing I had was I actually felt like an old man at about 20 or 21. When you start to think back to your younger days when you were 15 or 16 because you can't do what you were doing then and you're only 20 because everything aches and hurts, that's not good. So that came from being uneducated or maybe taking it to the extreme. So over the years what I did was I, I determined that look, carbohydrates are part of my picture. They fuel me. I need them. And I continue to eat them. But I started to work in the healthy fats into the equation. As a matter of fact, if you're looking for a complete day of what I eat, I actually put that up on YouTube not very long ago. I'll actually show you what it looks like here and I'll link to it at the end of the video. And you can see, again, this is not a low calorie diet. I'm in an excess of 3,000 calories every single day and I need that to kind of fuel my activities. But there's no exclusion there. There's no exclusion of carbohydrates. There's an inclusion of healthy fats now. There's protein. I don't think that being exclusionary is a good thing. Ironically, if you look back, I was able to get away with, you probably know guys like this, I was able to get away with eating sugars in my diet because I really didn't have any fat. And what they found is that in isolation, eating a high sugar diet, while not healthy at all, you're still able to maintain some levels of leanness that way if you're not having fats at the same time or very low fats. On the contrary, people nowadays that eat high levels of fats in their diet but exclude a lot of carbohydrates, particularly sugary carbohydrates, are able to maintain levels of leanness too. But how long can you do that if it's something that you could actually stick to? That's the main key equation here. But what they have found now more recently is that the real devil is in the combination of them. So if you're going to stick to high sugars, which I never advise you to do, and you can continue to eat higher levels of fat, that's going to become a problem. Now, was I able to achieve a level of leanness through that ridiculously low fat diet? Yeah, I was. And I mean, very easily. Because we know that fats on a gram per gram basis are calorically twice as dense as carbohydrates or proteins. So when I cut them out, I very quickly got hypocaloric and I was able to drop a lot of body fat. It was simple to actually do. And again, it wasn't really that deprivation based for me because I didn't really crave fatty foods. I really craved the sugars. So 
I think you need to adopt an eating style that's not really exclusionary and that's something definitely you're going to be able to stick to. Because again, it's everything. You need the consistency in order to, to not just get to the low levels of, of body fat, but to be able to maintain them. People then say, well, how do you, do you train like in a specific way? Do you lift, you must lift a lot of light weights and high reps. And I, I don't even know where that came from, but that's still a belief that lingers these days that that's to get you ripped. That's not what happens. What you need to do though, is you need to be able to maintain lean body mass. You need to maximize the amount of muscle that you carry on your frame, no matter how big your frame is. And for that, you need to explore all the opportunities in your training to get there, not just follow one. So for me, realizing that progressive overload with compound movements and progressively lifting heavier weights on the big lifts is going to allow me to build muscle. They've always been a part of my training philosophy. Number two, lifting lighter weights with the purpose of creating a different kind of stress, a metabolic stress we know is, a, is one of the main avenues of hypertrophy. So they too made their way into my training. Not one or the other, both. And we also know that focusing on eccentric stress and overload, slowly slowing down the eccentric portion of a lift can create a separate type of tissue damage that sparks hypertrophy in the long run. That too was something that I do and still to this day is something that I do and work my training around. Not excluding any of them. Looking for the opportunity to include all of those in my training plan. A lot of times people get into the mindset of this or that, heavy or light, all of them. You need to make sure you're looking for every opportunity to introduce different kinds of stresses into your training program to get the best benefit when it comes to adding lean muscle, realizing that the more lean muscle you carry, the easier it's going to become to get lean and stay lean. A, a revelation that people are shocked when they hear about it is my lack of cardio. I do zero steady state cardio. Zero. Now, I'm not making that as a recommendation here to you. I think that this is just more an admission. I don't do any steady state cardio. I'm bored by it. I don't like it. Does it have benefits? Absolutely. Should it be done for the benefit of your own cardiovascular health? Absolutely. It's just something that I don't do. I wish I did a little bit more of it, but I don't. But I will tell you this, it's not a requirement to get ultra lean. It's not. I'm, I'm living proof of that. I do zero. Now, I do some conditioning athletic conditioning, HIIT training that works into the style that we train with Athlean X, but that's even at best a couple times a week. More so, it's this fact that you don't need to do fasted cardio in the morning, you don't need to do an extra hour of cardio at night, you don't need to, you know, unless you're not really following what you should be following in terms of your nutrition. Then it's when those types of methods to accumulate a little bit of extra calorie burn can come in handy and then become a little bit more of a requirement. But if you're following a good nutrition plan, that takes care of everything. You don't need to start sneaking in these extra cardio sessions or finding a way to do fasted cardio in the morning. It's just not necessary. Now with all of this, I think the admission comes in as well and the question you need to ask yourself is how much do you want to sacrifice? Because there's sacrifices. I wouldn't sit here and tell you, oh no, it's super simple, it's what I do all the time, no sweat. That would be bullshit, and I'm not going to do that. The sacrifices come in in many forms. Number one, I think it's well documented, I don't eat sweets anymore. I did. Now I have my once a year carrot cake, maybe twice a year. Sometimes I sneak in a second piece. But we're not talking about twice a week, not at all, or twice a month. We're talking about twice a year. And yes, I like my whipped cream, but we're talking about, I think, 10 calories per a whipped cream. Not that big a deal. So are you willing to do that? Maybe, probably not. And I would say, good for you. Like, in other words, I don't think it's a requirement. 
I don't think it's necessary to get down to this level of body fat to look unbelievable. I don't. I think you can look amazing at 9%, 10%, 11%. It's not necessary. But if it's what's on your goal list and this is where you want to be, then you're going to have to make some sacrifices. And you might have to start making something along those lines. Alcohol is another one. I don't drink alcohol. I never, I never started drinking. I never got started drinking when I was a younger kid. I avoided it. I think I was a, 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 afraid of becoming addicted to it. So I never, I just never had it. These days, socially, when I go out, I don't need to have alcohol to, to, to function. A lot of people do, and they like it, and they enjoy it. But you can quickly add up the calories, even with just a few drinks, that are going to wind up taking its toll on you and your body fat levels over time, particularly if you go out one or two nights a week. So are you ready to make those sacrifices? Maybe you're not. Again, socially it means more to you to go out and, and, and have fun the way you prefer to have fun. And, and, doesn't, and having a ripped six-pack and obliques that you can see from every angle, maybe it doesn't mean as much to you. And I, and I would say, again, identify your goals. But to get there to that low level, you are going to have to make some serious sacrifices that way. And you need to be able to stay consistent with it. Again, I've mentioned before, like, I, I'm not particularly fond of the fact that my face at times could look a little bit like uh, Skeletor, you know? I mean, I'd like to have a little, I wish I could take some fat and put it right here and round out the cheeks, but I can't selectively do that. So I think we have to sort of live with some of the, the, the other things that come along with it, but I'm okay with that. And again, I think what's most important for me is practicing what I preach. This is what I do. This is what I do for a living. I, I, I stand in front of you guys and teach you every day on how to be athletic and lean. And to me, it's important to practice what I preach and to show that it's achievable. And I do that every single day. So for me, there's a secondary benefit here. For me, wanting to be able to lead by example is very, very important to me. The last thing I'll say is just sort of rounding it all out, just to sort of fill in the blanks. I think that when you're at low body fat levels, there's less forgiveness here. You need to get the other things right. You need to make sure you're recovering. I sleep. I try to get seven hours of sleep in a night. Now, sometimes I say, Jeff, you need eight and a half or nine. For me, seven is good. But I'm not out there trying to get four or five. I try to regularly make sure I get my seven hours of sleep. Hydration is critical, especially, again, when you're at low body fat levels. So I hydrate. And I've done videos before where I show you that the very first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is drink 24 ounces of water from a glass, a 12-ounce glass to make sure I get kick-started and a head start on that hydration that I will then maintain and take seriously the rest of the day. And then finally, I, I supplement as well. And again, this is not meant to, to, to become a commercial, so I'm going to devote 30 seconds to it. But for you guys who want to know exactly what I do, I take my supplements. And of course, I take mine because I know what's in them. But I take a pre-workout supplement to give me adequate energy to train hard, because I think, that, again, the hard training factors into this. A post-workout protein, to just to make sure that I have adequate protein. I have muscle recovery that we, that at night, again, to maximize my ability to recover from my training. And then I have some in, individual uh, ingredients that I talked about before. Cinnamon, because we know the benefits that cinnamon has uh, on metabolism. I have I eat ginger. I made a whole video on that. Um, what else? Green tea extract. So I have a few different vitamins that I take as well, just because they've shown in studies to have even a minor impact on maintaining leanness, but I have. I, I include those because they're part of what I do anyway. And if you look back at that video that I showed you on nutrition, all these things are incorporated into there anyway. All these things are incorporated into my, into my daily plan. So I take all the elements seriously and I try to make sure that I stay consistent with them. So it leads me back to that question of, is this right for you? And again, only you can answer that question. 
But at least you have sort of the mapped out game plan of what this entails and what, what you need to do. And I think the most important thing is that it's something that you truly want. And what it is, you'll feel and find that you're able to do things a lot more easily than if it's something you're fighting every step of the way. And I hope that by laying all this stuff out here for you guys in our workouts, in our plans, in our videos, that you guys basically say, hey, you know what? This is something I want to do, and I want Jeff to take me there. And this is, again, the, the responsibility that I like to have and I kind of take on uh, willingly. So if you're looking for plans on how to do that, guys, I have them all laid out for you over at athletenext.com. In the meantime, if you found the video helpful, Leave your comments below and let me know what else you want me to cover. If you haven't already, make sure you click subscribe and turn your notifications so you never miss a new video when we put one out. All right, guys. See you soon.